Hey guys, welcome to another episode of AFK Discussions. This is your host, Jason. And tonight, I'm sorry to say, but Ty is not with me. He's on vacation with his wife. They're having an awesome time up in um, the New England area. I think they're um, visiting a bunch of like the the cool like um, coastal towns up there and just, you know, living their best life. But um, tonight, it's just going to be me and you're going to get to hear a bunch of stories about some stuff from my childhood, some stuff that went on with my family, like the spooky stuff that goes on, just like a bunch of ghost stories. So tonight, I want to start out by thanking one of our sponsors. It's a Kraken Energy Drink, and they are from Canada. And the thing about Canada is they have some strict regulations on what they can put in their energy drinks. And a lot of energy drinks that are sold in the U.S. are not allowed to be sold in Canada. So um, you just think it's going to be quality goods from Kraken. Um, it has 140 milligrams of caffeine, no sugar, no artificial colors or dyes. Also, one thing that I think is awesome from Kraken is they put some CoQ10 in there. And me, I'm getting older. You know, I'm in my 40s. So CoQ10 is great. It's a great antioxidant to help your heart and keep your heart um, healthy. So it's it's just it's all around good company. So if you go to drinkkraken.com and then you can put in a code AFK discussions and you will get I think it's 10% off your order. But I uh, highly recommend checking them out. But, you know, you better act soon because their flavors are selling out like crazy. I had a hard time getting some because they were sold out. So just uh, go there and try to get you some because it's worth it. I have ADD also, um, and this really helps me focus. And I always drink some before I go into a game or before I start the podcast. And it just helps me kind of focus and, you know, just really get in on some late night of gaming and just, you know, rocking through some podcasting. So, guys, um, also, uh, while I'm talking about our sponsors, I would also like to talk about Reaper Apparel. They've been with us since the beginning, and they're a great company. That their whole mentality behind the brand is, you know, live each day like it's your last, live your life to the fullest. So they're great. Also, you can go there and get 10% off uh, if you use code AFK Discussions. Just go to reaperapparel.com and just go and check them out. Also, uh, I got to get a shout out to uh, the UT volunteers. Actually, I just watched the UT Alabama game and man, the Vols this season. Oh, man, we've needed this for a long time. Was it 15 years of just nothing? And finally, we have a awesome, awesome season undefeated, which is, you know, if you're a Tennessee fan, it's unheard of. And I'm just I'm grinning ear to ear right now as I'm recording this. And I uh, just got to say, go Vols. All right, guys. So uh, let's get into this. So I'm going to start off uh, by telling you a little bit of stories about from my grandmother. So my grandmother, you know, living here in the South. Um, she had a lot of hainted house stories and just like haints in general. Cause that's, you know, that's what they say here in the South. They don't call them haunted houses. They call them haints. So, um, I'll start off by, this is during the world war two era. So my grandfather and my uncle, great uncle, they were both deployed in world war two. So my grandmother and her sister lived together and they would walk to work every day. Um, they worked at a steel mill. I don't know if you know much about the World War II era, but back then the women like joined the workforce and did all the manual labor jobs that men would usually do, like steel work. They would be doing construction. They would just, you know, step up and just, you know, take care of business. So, anyways, my uh, grandmother and her sister, they would walk to work down these railroad tracks every day. 
And so they would walk and there was long hours of work. So I think, uh, I think it was in the fall time, whenever the time changes had one back. So I think they got off work like at seven. I want to say seven o'clock sounds about right. So they're walking back home and they said they saw this man coming towards them on the railroad tracks. And they were, you know, they really didn't thought, think anything of it. They're just like, Hey, there's a guy coming. Um, they said as closer that he got that it looked like the guy didn't have a head, which, you know, it's, that's, that's pretty creepy, man. So, um, they, they were getting kind of freaked out, but they just kept on walking because they're like, you know, we got to get home and there's no other way home except to walk these railroad tracks. And they said they got about maybe three yards from the guy and he just sunk down into the ground and just disappeared. My grandmother told me this story, gosh, maybe 60, 70 times over my lifetime. And every time it was the same, never wavered. The story was exactly the same and just gives a lot of credence to it. So next up on my grandmother's tales, they lived in this house in the same era, the same area, and they were living together. I think they were renting the house. I'm not sure exactly if it's renting or if they owned the house. But I know she said when they moved in, in the garage behind the house, there was a noose hanging in the garage. And they said they wouldn't touch it. They're like, "Uh, there's a noose. I'm not touching that. You go get it. And, you know, my grandma's sister's like, I'm not going to touch that. So they just left it there. They said they didn't know what it was for. They didn't know if someone maybe committed suicide or if it was just there to maybe hold some weight, you know, something for someone to hook something on to hold in the garage. All they knew is it was there. They didn't know why. So they said they would hear eerie things at night. They would hear walking on the hardwood floors in front of them. They would hear steps, but no one was there. They would hear steps going up the stairs at night to their bedroom. My grandmother said that it got so bad that they started sleeping together to stay a little safer. And they said that one night they were woken up by some steps in their room, like sound like someone stepping in their room. And they woke each other up and they're like, someone in here is, is, is someone in here with us? No one said anything. So my grandmother lit the lamp because back then they didn't have, uh, well, I mean, they had electricity, but I don't think they had electricity in their house. Um, but they had an oil lamp sitting next to their table. So they would light the lamp. And my grandmother said something would blow it out. And then she relight it and something would blow it out. They got up and they got the heck out of Dodge. They ran out of the house. And they said they stayed up the rest of the night, just sitting outside, wouldn't go back in. And the next night, they're like, "Uh, you know, we got to get some sleep. So once again, they slept in the room. And they were woken up by steps in the room again. They're laying there to wake up. Is someone in here with us? Hello? Is anyone there? No reply. So all of a sudden, they said something fell between them. And what my grandmother said to quote, it felt like a ton of bricks. 
quote unquote, because, you know, it's a saying here, ton of bricks. And they said it was crazy because nothing was there, but they could see an indention in the bed when they lit the lamp. So needless to say, they were freaked out and they did leave the house once again and they refused to go back in. And I don't know if they sold the house, but all I know is they didn't go back in the house in the nighttime. I think they went in during the daytime. But that story also was told numerous times to me. Just crazy. Just a, a little spooky tale from my family. So let's get into it. Let's get into my stories. So I will start off by saying that my life has been filled with somewhat of mysterious things that happen. My mom and grandmother told me that whenever I was a child, I was sitting at the table doing breakfast by myself in my high chair. I'm, I think I was like one years old, maybe not even that, maybe like maybe eight, nine months old. Um, and they were, you know, preparing, preparing breakfast in the kitchen. And, uh, they said that they heard laughing and talking and they were the only ones in the house besides me. And that they turned around and that all this chatter and talking was coming from around my general area. And they said no one was there and it was really freaky to them, but they just chalked it up like, Oh, it must be like family members visiting Jason, you know, which is creepy to me, but that's all the story I know about that. They didn't elaborate anymore. That's just all I heard. So this is a little story about when I was in middle school, I had some friends over for a sleepover. There was about five of us and we were sleeping downstairs in our living room because um, my mom just thought that would be the best place for us because we had a, a pull-out couch and then we had another couch that people could sleep on. And the you know we had a, a bigger TV in there than I had a small TV in my room. So uh, we were all sleeping down there and you know just goofing off. I think we may have watched some scary movies. I'm not really sure what. I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street series was was pretty popular back then. So um, we all went to sleep. Um, then I don't know what time it was. I want to say two, three o'clock in the morning. I got woken up by the screaming. My parents got woken up and they ran downstairs and um, this guy, um, I'll call him, I'll call him Dan. He, uh, he said that he woke up and he saw a black rat sitting on his face but it wasn't a rat because he didn't feel it and then he said when he he set up it would just disappeared that's that's pretty crazy needless to say the kid didn't come back to my house and he swears that it happened to him and i believe him because i asked some other friends that saw some weird stuff my friend Mike, he he would come over to my house all the time, stay the night. Um, he lived down the street from me. And one night he was, we were sleeping like, uh, see, we're up, I think we were playing video games, I don't know. But like we crashed out, you know, we're like crashed out in front of the TV. And uh, this was in my bedroom. 
And he said that he woke up and there was this dog that walked through my closet door. So this was a spectral dog. Walked through my closet door. Looked at him. And then turned and walked out of my room through the door that was closed. So that, that's pretty crazy. And then later on, he told me, or he didn't tell me I was there. He didn't like scream or anything and wake me up during the the dog thing. But he would wake up screaming. And one time, it's pretty funny though. One time, I had a samurai sword. And he woke up screaming. I jumped up and grabbed the sword. And I was like, where's it at? I was ready to go, yo. But, uh, yeah, there was uh, nothing there, obviously. So that leads me into this story, which is very, very, very strange. I've heard two other accounts very similar to mine. And both of the accounts I heard on the Confessionals podcast. Um, So during high school, I would be woken up periodically by what I can only describe. This is how I described it. And later on, I heard it described better, which I will tell you after I tell you the way I described it. So I describe it as a black tumbleweed. If you guys know what a tumbleweed looks like, it's like vines intertwined into a ball. So I woke up with this black intertwined tentacle looking ball above my face. And I woke up and I see it there and it like shook me. I'm like, (gasps) and I'd reach up and I'd swatted at it and it would, it would fly up to the corner of my room and disappear. I have no explanation for this. And this happened for years, almost nightly. I would see this thing. I guess earlier this year on the confessionals podcast, there was a lady from Australia and she was talking about almost the identical thing. She said it was something akin to looking like if you had say a bowl full of water and you poured ink into it, how it would make the swirls, the ink would swirl in the water because the ink in the water doesn't mix. And that's, that's pretty spot on. What I tell people is it looked like venom from Marvel comics, the tentacles that venom, venom has, but I don't, to this day, I, I don't know what this, I wish that someone could explain or tell me if they, you know, anyone else besides these other stories I've heard could like, I wish we could connect, connect, you know, these people and I could connect and we could talk about what this was, you know, what they experienced and what I experienced and see how similar they are because mine went on for years. I'm talking years and years, probably maybe my, I want to say sophomore high school till I graduated and moved out of my parents' house. I would wake up and see this thing. And, Dude, it was it was creepy and freaked me out, but it also pissed me off so bad. 
because it would wake me up every night. I mean, I wake up swinging sometimes. I was just over it and ready, ready to fight the thing. That's how, <laughs> that's how over it I was. Also in my parents' house, I woke up one night to a white figure standing at the end of my bed. And I know everyone's probably heard of the hat man. Well, this is, I guess you would say a reversed hat man. Instead of like a black entity, it was all white. And it had a brimmed hat. And it just stood there at the end of my bed. I was not freaked out. I felt a total sense of peace when this thing was there. I woke up, sat up in bed, looked at it. And then just lay back down, rolled over, and went to sleep. Very, very strange. I told my parents about it. My mom, only thing she's only thing she could say was, "You know, your grandfather used to wear a fedora like that." So who knows? Maybe my grandfather visited me. I don't know. So my next encounter, it get, it's it's it gets kind of weird. I know probably most of you. Um, have listened to, I guess, episode two, the werewolf episode, and I talked about the dog, the giant dog that crossed the front of the car. So I'm not going to tell that story again. If you want to, you can go back and listen to episode two and uh, listen to my experience with that. But this is uh, more modern day. So I I got married. I have kids now. Um, so periodically... I will wake up and I will see figures in the room um, akin to like old men. It's kind of, it's very creepy. Um, the lights will be off, but I mean, I can, I don't, I want to say it's a waking dream. You know, when you're still dreaming, you wake up and you open your eyes and I don't know, but I'm, I'm totally awake when I see this thing. Right. And it's usually standing beside my bed. And I have like the fighter flight. I'm, I'm more of a fighter. So I'll start like swinging at it and stuff. I'm, I'm kind of worried that my kid's going to come in one night and try to wake me up. And I'm going to like accidentally like, you know, slap, slap them or something. That sounds bad. But I mean, when I wake up, when I get startled and wake up, you know, sometimes my hands go flying. But uh, so far that hasn't happened. My kids are 10 and 11. I have two 10 year olds and one 11 year old and I've never, never accidentally smacked them when they woke me up in the middle of the night. So that's a good thing. Um, but also about the old man. So I've seen this a few times and one time I woke up and I saw what, uh, what I can only describe because this is how I describe things because I'm a nerd and I, I look at like, comic books and stuff. So my <laughs> nerdiness kind of puts a frame of reference to supernatural things when I see them. So the only thing I can describe this as that I saw sitting on my bed was something that looked like the green goblin from Spider-Man. I mean the, you know, elongated face, the pointy nose, um, kind of like a big smile. Um, just, it was sitting just on my bed. Freaked me out totally freaky i just that that thing was that creeped me out um i don't even know if i told my wife about that i told tony on the confessionals about that 
Um, but yeah, I don't think my wife knows because I think that would really freak her out. So another thing that happens periodically is um, apparently I cast out demons in my sleep, which is really weird. <laughs> so my wife, um, she'll wake me up and was like, Jason, you're OK. You're OK. I'm like, I think so. I don't I don't know. And she's like, you were praying in your sleep and saying in the name of Jesus, get out of here. And I'm, that's just that's weird because uh, I don't really have memories of this happening but i don't know if like say my spirit my soul takes over and starts doing these prayers and like it, to detour detour these things that are going on and happening around me which i would like to think that's a possibility but anyways it freaks my wife out whenever i start doing stuff like this she's like yo that that's that's crazy. You scare me. You'll be muttering like, and then say in the name of Jesus. So, yeah, that that that's that freaks her out a lot. So let's uh, let's talk about like right now, this past year. So we bought a house two years ago that was built in 1950. Um, and we were fixing it, fixing it up. We. uh remodeled the basement to add more living space. Um, and I mean, I really like the house. It's, uh, feels very cozy. I, I don't feel any negative vibes here at all, but lately there's been some weird things happening. Um, I'll be down here at night playing video games and when everyone's asleep and I'll hear walking upstairs like footsteps right above me. And that, that freaks me out. I, I don't feel really, really scared, but it freaks me out. I'm not like terrified, but I am like, whoa, okay, I hear you. I hear you up there, dude. You know, whoever you are. So that, that's kind of uh, on the creep factor of about three. Two weeks ago, we were sitting in the living room watching, um, I can't remember what movie. We were watching a movie, me and my kids and my wife, and all we have three cats, and our cats were in the living room with us, and we heard footsteps coming up our stairs. Plain as day, footsteps hitting every stair coming up the stairs. And I told my wife, I was like, did you hear that? She's like, yeah, shh, don't, don't, don't freak out the kids. <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, it's just a cat. I was like, all the cats are here. And our uh, our our big cat T'Challa, he's a uh, he's a pretty big boy, not like fat, but like he looks like a small panther, and uh, we named him T'Challa because he looks like a black panther. But he like started like walking around the house. He went every room in our house. He walked in there looking to see if he could see who was in the house. So even even the animals noticed what was going on. And also, I think it was like two or three days later, we have uh, a pumpkin pumpkin, pumpkin hanging on our door, like our, our main entrance. It's hanging on the inside on the door handle. And it just started rattling, like shaking and hitting the wall. And this was in the middle of the daytime. It's not night or anything. I have no idea 
what was going on with that? I walked over there, opened the door to see if there was like maybe some air blowing through the door. Nothing. It happened twice. And after that, it never happened again. So that that's that is pretty creepy, my friends. Pretty creepy indeed. So I'm going to rewind a little bit here and go back to high school. I'm going to talk about uh, my friend in his house. So my friend, his name's Brad, and um, we're actually going to be having him on the show pretty soon. He's an author. He's written um, a few books. He, he wrote this awesome book called Darling, and um, it is amazing. It's, if you like spooky books, I would highly recommend it. Um, it's won all kinds of awards. It won um, a Bram Stoker Award. It also won, um, gosh, I don't know if it was an award, but it was in the Fangoria magazine, if any of you guys are into horror stuff. Um, Fangoria did a write-up on him and they called him like the next Stephen King pretty much. Um, the book is amazing. I've read it like three times. Uh, it takes place in my hometown and it's, it's awesome. Uh, so Brad, um, his house is very, very creepy. Um, so another thing with, I don't know what's it, what it is with me and footsteps, but it seemed to happen around me. Um, so spending the night at his house as a kid, you know, in high school, um, we would hear footsteps. He would, he lived in the basement. He had a, um, like a little bedroom down there and then like a living room with like a TV and stuff. So everyone would just, you know, the kids would just hang out down there. And so, um, I would always hear footsteps walking above me. It was very creepy and I asked Brad about it. He's like, yeah, that, that happens a lot. So, <laughs> So it's no big thing to him, but, um, so his, his grandparents lived there with him. And, um, so they moved out, moved to the house. They bought the house next door. And, um, this was right after high school. So they bought the house next door. Brad kind of sort of inherited the house and it was, it was rent controlled as long as Brad lived there. So he just took over for, for his grandparents. And, um, a few of our friends moved in the house there's like, I think four guys living there at the time. Um, so me and my buddy Keith, uh, Keith, was, Keith lived there and he was like, Hey, I need to go stop by the house for some reason. I can't remember what it was. So, um, you know, we run by the house and no one else is there. We come in and all the cabinet doors are open in the kitchen, just wide open. And we're like, oh, that's, that's kind of weird. So we go in there, we shut all the cabinet doors. Um, Keith went back to his bedroom and grabbed some, I don't know what he, I don't remember why we were there. He went and grabbed something. Um, we were in, we were really into Kung Fu. So we did a lot of like Kung Fu training and martial arts training. So maybe I would, I would say he was back there getting something to go train with. Um, I'm sitting in the living room on the couch. The living room is adjacent to the kitchen. And all of a sudden, the cabinet doors started opening and slamming. I mean, I, like, crapped my pants. <laughs> Not literally, but <laughs> figuratively crapped my pants, because that was some scary stuff. And, you know, here comes Keith running out, and he's like, what is that? And, like, they stopped. 
when he came out of his room and I was, I didn't move off the couch. I was like, I'm not moving. And that was freaky. And uh, Keith was like, Hey, is anybody here? You know, Tim, are you down there downstairs? And nobody was there. It was just us. And dude, that is one of the, one of the scariest moments. Cause I mean, I was thinking in my head, you know, all the horror movies I've seen and similar things happen with the doors opening, shutting on the cabinets. That's just like super, super weird, super weird. Um, so needless to say, I've had a, a lot of weird things happen throughout my life. Maybe not as many as some of you, but that's just a few. Um, another strange thing that happened, this is more not ghost related, but it's more crypto related. Um, I was going to this church in um, Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Maybe some of you have heard of Oak Ridge. It's been featured on some other podcasts lately. But my pastor's like, I keep hearing this weird howling sound coming like across the street from my house. And so me and my other friend, we were like, hey, can we come over and like check it out and see what this is? It's like, sure, yeah, I'll call you when it starts happening again. So I, maybe a week later, I got a call around 10 o'clock. And he's like, the howling's happening. You got to come over. So I jumped in the car. The guy um, that was going with me, him and his wife live right down the street. We live in condos. And my, me and my wife and him and his wife live in the same condos. So I went and picked him up. We drove out to Oak Ridge because we lived about maybe 15 minutes away. And got there, and it was, it was really weird. <laughs> it wasn't really a howl per se. I can't, I can't describe it. It was more like a, uh, uh, like that. It was, it was very, very strange. And it was, but it was super, super loud. And uh, it used to be up on YouTube. Um, the friend that I was with, he took his phone out and he recorded it. Um, I, I want to say the video was called "Strange Sounds in Claxton." Tennessee. Um, I've looked it up since and it's not on YouTube, but you know, nothing is ever really deleted off the internet. So, I mean, it's got to be floating around out there somewhere. Uh, but that was, it was strange. No one has ever been able to, able to tell me what exactly was. Um, I join. I'm part of, uh, East Tennessee Bigfoot shout out to them. Um, Matt Sieber runs the organization. He's a great guy. So uh, shout out, check out their Facebook page, East Tennessee Bigfoot, and also the webpage, EastTennesseeBigfoot.com. But um, I showed them the video, and we have a couple people in the organization that are um, veterinarians and uh, know a little bit about animal sounds. And they they told me they didn't know what it was. They said... It could be a bear, but it doesn't really sound like a bear. So it's still a mystery to this day of what exactly we heard. But it was it was creepy. Very, very creepy. Um, that's my only real cryptid experience, unless you count the the large dog that walked in front of me um, that I spoke about on the earlier episode. Um, but yeah, that's it's just so weird. 
Um, I don't, this isn't really a ghost story or a crypto story or anything. It's just an intense situation. And I, I just, I'm going to tell you guys about it just because it's, it's crazy. And this is just to give you an idea of like how me and my friends were growing up and just the crazy stuff we got into. If today we could, we would not get away with the stuff today. I mean, today, I mean, we had so much freedom back then. This was like in the nineties. I mean, we pretty much stayed out all night on the weekends. I mean, this is when we we're in high school and it was, you know, nowadays. Yeah. That's, that's not going to fly. I don't think for, for most people. So, uh, we were, see, gosh, I didn't, I don't know how many people there were. I think there was maybe five of us and we went to this place. It's called Royal blue and, uh, it's Royal blue is like an ATV park where you do off-roading. And, um, we didn't really have any off-road vehicles, but one of my friends, he had a, gosh, I think it was a 1978 Toyota. Um, I wanted, I'm going to butcher it, butcher the name of it. It's not, it's not a Camry. It was way before the Camry. I want to say Corona or something like that's what it was called. And this thing was indestructible. We used to take it off-roading all the time. It was, it was crazy. It was like this little compact car, but we could go anywhere. So we were out in these woods just driving around and we saw this house. It was off one of the trails. There it was like there was another trail that was actually just recently cut and like had gravel and stuff. So we decided to go down there and look. And it was actually someone was building a house back there. So, you know, we thought, hey, why don't we go and check out this house someone's building? In so totally trespassing, right? So we pull up there. You know, we all get out. We go traipsing through this house. I mean, it was a, it was a huge, pretty, pretty huge house. And um, all of a sudden, you know, we hear screaming. And one of our friends falls down from the second floor to the first floor because it, it's being, it's under construction. So there was, he was running and he fell because there's no flooring there. And he's like, there's a guy upstairs. And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, there's a guy upstairs in a tent. So two of my other friends like, okay, I'm going to go check this out because, you know, we're teenagers and we're fearless, right? So the two of the guys go upstairs and this guy pulls out a gun and starts shooting. And we freak out. We scatter to the like four winds, you know, people running everywhere. And we were like, we met back up and we're like, oh my gosh, where's Jack? We're like, Jack's dead. They shot Jack. Let me just tell you, Jack's not dead. Just FYI. So we're looking around. We're like freaking out. And so one guy gets back in the car, drives and calls the cops. And we're in the woods hiding. So he comes back with the cops. And we're sitting there. We're like, our friend's dead. He got shot. This guy is up there, crazy guy in there. And he shot our friend. So the cop, you know, gets his flashlight out. He goes in the house, and he's walking around, and Jack is fortunately just hiding. And he didn't get shot. He's fine, right? So he goes and finds the guy, and the guy's like, those people are trespassing, blah, 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 you know, like yelling. And we were trespassing, right? But the one thing that we found out is they're growing a whole bunch of marijuana 
and we stumbled upon their growing facility. So, you know, we didn't get in trouble for trespassing, but this dude got in a whole lot of crap for what he was doing. <laughs> that, that's just, you know, the crazy stuff that went down when I was a kid. So, guys, um, this is a little bit of shorter of an episode because Ty's not here, and I just wanted to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, we're going to be putting out another episode next week just to kind of, this is just kind of fill in the gap because um, I didn't want to miss an episode. So I wanted to put some content out for you guys. Um, if you could, please go and like and follow us on Instagram. Um, we also have a YouTube channel. We just started AFK discussions on YouTube and I've been posting um, our content out there too. So if you can't listen on any of the podcasts or podcasters out there like Apple or Google, you can catch it on YouTube now. Um, so just, you know, like us and follow us, go to Instagram, AFK discussions on Instagram. We're also going to be giving away a t-shirt when we hit 200 followers. Um, we are like 71 right now. So, I mean, it's gradually growing in popularity, but you know, just help me get the word out. Tell all of your friends about us because, uh, you know, we want this to, you know, take off and, you know, we want to, you know, be part of this, uh, podcasting thing going on and be part of this podcasting family. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of podcasters out there that I really respect and look up to and that have helped me out a lot. I know you probably heard me talk millions of times about the confessionals podcast, but, uh, Tony, great guy. Um, I wouldn't be doing this right now if it wasn't for Tony. Um, and, uh, hollow sky podcast. Those guys are awesome. I listen to them a lot. Uh, Wes Germer, Sasquatch Chronicles. Sorry. I couldn't get that out. Sasquatch Chronicles, um, that guy, he's awesome. Um, there's just so many people out there I could thank for just giving me inspiration to do this. Um, but yeah, so please go check out their podcasts because they're great and I highly re recommend them. Um, also, if you guys want to listen to some more political-driven podcasts, um, check out Kill the Mockingbirds. That's awesome, awesome show. Um, it's very, very um, intense at times. Um, they don't play one side. They're, you know, center of the line. They're not conservatives or liberals, but they get in some deep stuff that will make you think what is really going on. So check them out. Once again, that's Kill the Mockingbirds. Uh, also, um, I'd like to get a shout out to probably the OG out there. That uh, OG podcaster that got me into this. Uh, that's Jim Harold's Campfire. That guy's incredible. Um, but guys, uh, yeah, thanks for checking us out again. And um, I guess I'll catch you next week. This is AFK Discussions, and we're out. Rip, rip, rip.